Hi, I'm Ashwarya, the producer of Rumors. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Your love and support means a lot and has taken Rumors to new heights. I'm the head of originals at Bound. In addition to our own hit podcasts, we also help brands and storytellers create high-quality, knowledgeable, and stellar podcasts with our end-to-end podcast and video production services. So if you want to get started on your podcasting journey or even analyze if a podcast is the right step for you, reach out to me at aishwarya at boundindia.com. That's A-I-S-H-W-A-R-Y-A at boundindia.com. Or you can reach out to us at Bound India on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Bound. This show is made for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to outrage, insult, defame, or hurt any religion or religious sentiments, beliefs, feelings of any person, entity, class, or community. and does not encourage or propagate any superstition black magic and or witchcraft listeners should exercise their discretion oppressed exploited chained this was south asia during british colonial rule after the subcontinent had thrown off its chains many horror stories began to emerge from this era most of them focus on how the iron rule of the british empire affected the ordinary people of this land but some stories look into the oppression of trees one such story is about a british officer who ordered the arrest of a banyan tree the other story isn't about the tree itself but an angry spirit that remains chained to it This is Rumors. I am Chandrama Das. Join me as I shine a light on the darkest corners of India, where fact and fiction combine into magical and haunting stories. Tourists love Kerala. Its coconut trees, sandy beaches, backwaters and greenery attract millions of visitors every year. But Kerala also holds bragging rights to some of the most beautiful hill stations in India. And where there's a hill station, there's always a ghost story to be found. Kerala's most stunning hill stations are in Wayanad district where altitudes range from a comfortable 700 meters to a dizzying 2100 meters. National Highway 766 connects Kodikode to Wayanad. The scenic route goes through the Thamarasiri mountain pass known to the locals as Thamarasiri Suram. 
Kamarasiri Suram is known for its panoramic views. A permanent shroud of mist covers the green forests, giving the place a mystical aura. At each of the Suram's nine hairpin bends, you feel the desire to stop the car and stand still, eyes feasting upon the view. The mountain peaks seem to glare right into your soul, and the valley below beckons you to destruction. At the end of this precarious 14-kilometer mountain pass is the Lakkiri viewpoint. Right before the viewpoint, there's a strange banyan tree next to a little shrine. They attract such little attention from a distance that the average traveler would miss them altogether. A little pointer for those who do wish to find this tree. It's right opposite the Pepper Wayanad Gate Hotel. So why is this nondescript old tree so special? This 25 feet tall fully grown banyan is the chain tree of Lakkiri. The tree is named for a steel chain that hangs upon it from a tall branch. Locals say that the chain has been there, wrapped around the tree for more than 100 years. While no written records corroborate this, It looks obvious that the chain has been there long enough to sink deep into the tree's trunk. According to rumors, this chain has a purpose: to bind a human soul to the banyan tree. And the soul that's been bound for eternity is that of tribal chieftain named Karintandan Mupan. To know Karintandan and the chain tree story. We must go back to 18th century Wayanad. At the time, Wayanad was quietly ruled by the Pazazi rajas of the Kottayam royal dynasty. But trouble was brewing in the neighborhood. Tipu Sultan of Mysore attacked the neighboring kingdom of Travancore, which was a British East India Company ally. The company forces defeated Tipu. and he was forced to hand over the malabar region to the british in 1792 which was fine but the british extended their claim to wayanad saying it was also part of the mysore kingdom tipu argued back saying wayanad wasn't his but belonged to the pazasi raja this was the setup for a series of fierce battles between the east india company and the pazasi raja Driven to the mountainous wilderness of Wayanad, the raja organized the local Kurcha tribals into a people's militia. They occupied the company army with guerrilla warfare tactics for over a decade. But in the end, the East India Company forces figured out the raja's hiding place in the forest. According to local folklore, when faced with capture, the Pazazi raja swallowed a diamond ring. and committed suicide British records however say that he was killed by a clerk named Kanara Menon either way Wayanad fell into the hands of the East India Company in 1805 with profit in mind as usual the company opened the plateau for the cultivation of cash crops European investors and traders had long had their eye on Wayanad's fertile black soil 
and high annual rainfall. The forest would be destroyed and the land was to be cultivated. There would now be a surplus of Malabar pepper, spices, tea and coffee to sell. But for the wealth of Vyanad to be unlocked, the company had to overcome a huge roadblock, quite literally. They had identified tracts of land and had begun to establish a few plantations. But the area had few developed roads that could transport produce from these plantations. Horse carriages were forced to take a long route to reach Korikod and then onto the Bayport port to load ships. But this took too much time and therefore money. Surely there had to be a shorter route between Vyanad and Bayport. The Viceroy of Madras made a public announcement to solve the problem. Whoever could find that elusive shorter way to transport spice and cash crops would be given a handsome reward. Legend says that after this announcement, a few locals approached the East India Company officials with a solution to their transport problems. They knew people who had years of experience in navigating these tricky paths through the mountain forests and could help the British find that elusive shorter path. These people were the local forest-dwelling Panya tribals. And the most agile, knowledgeable guide among them was their chief, Karintandan. The British approached him and asked for his guidance. Karintandan was all too happy to help. And it wasn't because the Viceroy had promised a hefty reward. He had no clue about the money. Karintandan's decision to help was motivated by a sense of mutual respect. He felt well treated by the British, which was the opposite of how the plains people viewed him, a tribal man of the forest. Karintandan guided the British engineer tasked with the road project through the forest path. He showed him the exact route that later became the Tamaraseri Suram with its nine hairpin bends. The British were amazed by Karintandan's agility and fearlessness in traversing the same forest that they had been too scared to enter. Soon, they began constructing a road. But for all his help, it wasn't gratitude that awaited Karintandan. The British engineer he had guided through the forest wanted to claim the credit for discovering the route and the Viceroy's reward. He hatched a plan to achieve this. One evening, he invited Karintandan to take a walk with him. Lured by friendly conversation and companionship, the tribal chief was led to the top of the hill. There, as the setting sun plunged the valley into darkness, the British engineer put a bullet into the back of his head. The engineer then disposed of Karintandan's lifeless body by throwing it from the top of the mountain. The mountain slopes of Vyanad may be treacherous, but the people who had conquered it were more so. The road work for the mountain pass was soon completed. And over the next few years, the British developed more roads through the forests of Vyanad. 
they began exploiting the resources of the area and reaped enormous profits. Through these roads, settlers from all parts of Kerala poured in. Meanwhile, the forest-dwelling Panya tribe's trajectory followed the opposite direction. After losing their chief, they scattered and moved to other parts of the district. A grave tragedy had occurred. And no justice had been done. But a hundred years later, karma came full circle. Traders and travellers began reporting strange events and experiences on the Thamarasari Suram. Between 1890 and 1900, Thamarasari Suram witnessed an unusually high number of accidents. Carriages and cars would overturn on the hairpin bends. Some vehicles would even fall off the cliff into the oblivion of the valley below. The passengers who survived became sure of one thing, and it wasn't rampant drunk driving. Something on the suram was spooking the horses, donkeys and the drivers. And whatever it was, it didn't spare those travelling by foot either. People would see a shadow standing on the roadside. Many heard a voice speaking and the laughter that followed it chilled them to the bone. Whoever traversed the path landed in trouble, either on the suram itself or later. People became scared to travel on that road, even in daylight. And it wasn't wild animals they were afraid of. They had a suspect who they believed was causing all the trouble. It was the wandering spirit of Karintandan. The traders and local people of the area banded together and called a priest, locally known as a mantravadi. The priest visited the suram and assessed the situation. He declared that their suspicions of supernatural activity had been correct all along. Karintandan's spirit was indeed haunting the Thamarasari Suram. He demanded justice. He wanted revenge. The locals and traders requested the priest to intervene. The dead may demand justice, but the living needed safety. The priest agreed to perform an intense and difficult ritual. Through this ritual, he captured Karintandan's soul. He chained it to a banyan tree near the top of the suram using a steel chain. After he was done, the priest uttered a last word of caution. The tree must never be cut and the chain never be taken down. If this happened, Karintandan's spirit would be set free once more to harass travellers on Tamaraseri Suram. This banyan tree to which Karintandan is chained now stands at Lakkiri. Over the years, the tree has been growing taller and taller and unbelievably, the chain has also been growing with the tree. As more and more people came to know of his story, Karintandan's reputation changed from a malevolent spirit to an unfortunate victim of the colonial machinery. 
the reputation of the tree transformed from a ghost trap to a memorial. At some point, a temple came up beside the chain tree, known as the Changala Maram. Changala translates to chain, and Maram stands for a tree. Others simply call it the Karintandan Temple, because the deity of this temple is none other than Adivasi chieftain Karintandan. The chain tree and the temple receive a regular flow of visitors. A small tea shop sells tea, soda, and snacks to travelers who stop by to pay their respects. Even truck drivers stop and pray here for a safe journey on the hilly terrain. Karintandan is now recognized as a venerated figure of the Panya community. An NGO called Peep organizes a walk in his memory on the second Sunday of March every year. Thousands of people from the Panya community from all parts of Kerala take part. The community has urged the government of Kerala to install a statue of Karintandan near the chain tree and rename this road as Karintandan Memorial Ghat Road. The statue has materialized, though the renaming is yet to. While the myth of Karintandan has held as strong as the chains that bind the banyan. Records supporting this lore are sparse. It is possible that the Thamarasiri Suram was established in the late 1700s or early 1800s. It is also quite possible that the East India Company wanted an alternative route as the guerrilla forces of the Pazazi Raja were ambushing their regular routes or perhaps they thought of it after their capture of Vayanad. Either way, this would have to place the story of Karintandan's betrayal in the early 1800s. But oral versions of his story and the board at his memorial say that Karintandan lived between 1700 and 1750, placing the story 50 years before the conquest of Vayanad by the British. There's a discrepancy with the timing of the story, which exposes the flaws of keeping history going by word of mouth. Dates get twisted, and the legitimacy of what may really have happened gets exposed to questioning, while no one questions written records often created by the people in power. Karintandan's chain tree is not the only reminder of imperialist violence in South Asia. Yet another banyan tree in the subcontinent was chained up back in the 1890s. And this one grows in Pakistan. In the Landi Kotal cantonment near Pakistan's Torkham border with Afghanistan, visitors are bamboozled by a strange sight. A banyan tree stands bound in chains and manacles, apparently to prevent it from moving. The tree has continued to bear the weight of its metal shackles for the last 120 years. Back in 1898, a British officer from the cantonment named James Quid got very drunk one evening. He wandered out of the mess into the open area outside and there in front of him was a banyan tree. As Quid staggered drunkenly, the tree seemed to move with him. But the alleged supernatural activity 
didn't scare Squid. It deeply offended him. He ordered the mess sergeant to put the tree under arrest for the criminal act of daring to follow him. Now, what happens when a drunken idiot in a position of power issues an absurd order? Well, the order gets implemented. The banyan tree was put under arrest and ever since then, it stands chained at the Lanby Kotal cantonment. A board on the tree declares, I am under arrest. One fine evening, British officers after drinking heavily thought that I was moving from my original place. They ordered the mess sergeant to arrest me. Since then, I am under arrest. But that's not all. Locals say this utter act of absurdity by the Britisher has a darker meaning. They say placing the banyan tree under arrest was a way of signalling a threat to the tribesmen of the region. Through this act, the British implied that if anyone dared to act against the empire, they too would be punished and end up bound in chains, exactly like the tree. After Pakistan became independent, the locals decided to not remove the chains. They kept the tree imprisoned to show coming generations how the British had treated the people of the subcontinent. Much like the chain tree of Pakistan, Karintandan's chain tree is also a reminder. He may have once been a wandering spirit on the highway, but today his story reminds us how imperialism drained out resources from the subcontinent. The drain wasn't just of spices and material wealth. The British also appropriated local and indigenous knowledge for themselves, taking credit where none was due. Colonization is rarely peaceful and development is hardly its only agenda. It is a violent process that leaves people dead in its wake some of whom are never found and thus forgotten. A rare few are remembered as heroes, but only if their secrets come to light. And Karintandan's secret came to light because he demanded justice, literally shouting at passers-by from beyond the grave. The chains on Lakkiri's banyan tree continue to grow longer each year. Some visitors say they still hear Karintandan's laughter while traversing the pass. Others shiver at the thought that the tribal chief may still be watching them from the shadows of the forests of Wayanad. Thank you for listening to Rumours where fact and fiction combine into magical and haunting stories. I'm Chandrima Das, collector and teller of Dark Tales, and the creator of this podcast in collaboration with Bound, a company that helps you grow through stories. Produced by Aishwarya Zawalgekar and sound designed by Aditya Arya. Join me every Friday on this quest into the lesser-known side of the subcontinent. 
subscribe rate and review for new episodes every week sleep safe tonight who knows what awaits in the dark mm-hmm.